Hello, Cryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I am your host, Blockchain John, here with my co-host, Jake Jabrilli, as you can see there, and Cryptolissa. With that said, um, my days have actually been, the days have been going by so quick. We're already like wrapping up the end of Janu January 2022. I mean, I'm still not done with 2021, and apparently it's already gone, and now we're already done with January. Slow it down a little bit. Come on. Lissa, <laughs> Lissa, what about you? I feel the same way. I, But I'm ready to experience the rest of 2022. Hopefully it's better than the last couple of years. Disneyland, so. right? <laughs> oh, yes. Disneyland for sure. Anyway, Jake, how are you doing? Hey, you guys are at the end of January. I thought this is the end of November 2022. <laughs> just kidding <laughs> um yeah it's I, I don't know I, I experience time so differently than everyone else mm -hmm. i don't i don't know how that is it it feels like it's been two months and it's only been one so it's probably because i've been jobless for this period of time and so it's just different <clears throat> well jobless in the sense of not having a nine to five but uh yeah um Moving on to the content is for entertainment purposes only, and any comments made by us, the hosts, or guests is not financial advice. Back to you, John. Cool. Let's get started with your top 10 daily stats provided by CoinGecko.com. Uh, first and foremost, I want to bring to your attention that the BTC dominance is at 40%. It's recovered slightly. It's, it's power. BTC is recovering its power just slightly. Because it's been under 40% for a good chunk of time. And now it's recovering after this, this bloodbath. And we still have this continuous bloodbath, as you can see here, that we're going to go over. So, with that said, let's get started with Bitcoin. Let's refresh that page here. At $35,863.21 with a 7-day loss of 13.9% and a market cap of $679 billion. Number 2. That's actually a big chunk for uh, for Bitcoin, right? 13%, 14% basically. Number yeah. two, Ethereum settling at $2,393.07 with a, wow, seven-day loss of 22.7% and a market cap of $283 billion. Number three, Tether settling at $1 and a small gain of 0.6%. That's interesting how that, that's always been that way, right? Uh, stable coins have always been slightly in the green in comparison to the crypto bloodbath and then when the crypto uh, bounces it's because everyone's selling into in the stable, stable coin coins, from yeah. the crypto and then when they're buying they're they're trading out of it so they, they tend to go down mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all right so they're at uh, a seven day gain slight gain 0.6 percent and a market cap of 78 billion dollars Number four, Binance Coin settling at $364.47 with a seven-day loss of 21.4% loss and a market cap of $61 billion. Number five, USD Coin settling at $1 with a seven-day gain, slight gain, 0.3%, and a market cap of $49 billion. Number six, Cardano settling at $1.03 with a seven-day loss of 23.6%. And a market cap of $32 billion. Number seven, XRP. I'm surprised that XRP is still in the top 10. Come on. XRP <laughs> settling at 59 cents with a seven-day loss of 19.2% and a market cap of $28 billion. Number 
8, Solana. That's another one that I'm surprised is still in the top 10. Settling at $87.83 with a massive dump in the past seven days of 35.2% and a market cap of $27 billion. Number nine, Terra. Settling at $56.55 with another big, big loss uh, for a seven-day loss of 30.1% and a market cap of $22 billion. And last but not least for the top 10 daily stats is Polkadot. Settling at $17.51 with a seven-day loss of 27.5% and a market cap of eight. Billion dollars, and the next five runner ups is Dogecoin, Avalanche, Binance, USD, Terra, and Shiba Inu. All right, yeah, sheep, sheep's fell down a lot, Avalanche has fallen quite a bit as well. It, it, everyone's falling, you know, somewhere between 25 and 35 percent, bro. That's a big chunk, man. This the, is sale, 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 man. This is the time to buy, not financial this is advice. The time to buy. I definitely agree with that. But the um, the thing I find interesting is, is uh, it was kind of overpriced. Everything was kind of a little high. I mean, I don't know if Bitcoin was a little high, but you notice that when Bitcoin shifts quite a bit, you know, it went, uh, it dropped down to what, what was the lowest point Bitcoin hit? Let me look it up real quick here. Um, that was recently, right? Twenty-six. No, it's not. Right. No, recently. No, I'm not. It was like it was like thirty, thirty-one or something. Thirty. 33, sorry, 33.5 was as uh -huh. low as it went, which is pretty close to the last time it fell down about the same same you know, length. Um, or, you know, last time I hit 30, just under 30, last time it was down this far. Um, but what I find interesting about it in general is just how how everything else tends to follow it. Not not perfectly, Ethereum tends, still tends to be its own thing. Um, it's, it's actually fallen further than Bitcoin has, relatively speaking. Um, but... Uh, just i don't know i inflated for quite a bit i mean there's a natural progression of increase you know it's, the thing I, I noticed about this is how much more did bitcoin go up the last time it went to what 63,000 mm -hmm. and then this most recent time it was 67 almost 68,000 yeah and when it fell it fell back almost exactly the same amount so it's like the $3,000 3-4,000 difference between the peaks well 3-4,000 difference between the troughs which means we're going back up. It may not be quick, but we're going to go back up again. Mm -hmm. so, this is the buy the dip. Just like that song says, exactly. buy the MF dip. But uh, but you got to be careful with those, those the, uh, I don't know what you call them. I call them uh, dead count, dead cat bounces. Where, uh, like this morning, for example, this morning the market was actually in the green. And obviously this afternoon, it's back in the red. Um, that's where I would be concerned about trying to buy when it spikes up because inevitably in a few hours, like right now, it's back down. That's what I call yeah. like a dead but cat. Dead I cat don't bounce. think it's ever going to go back down as far as it did. And that's the thing. It's like, mm -hmm. um, there's too many people invested at this point, not to say that the stock market can't change just like this crypto market can't change, but, um, Oh, okay. You're talking about Michael Saylor? But this is huh? this is just the reverse of what we were having before. Like, oh, yeah. it's going up, it's going up, and it's just everyone's just pressing. It's oh, it's going down, it's going down. The market goes up and down. That's what it does. That's what it does, man. As long as you huddle, you invest your uh, your I, you play it safe. This is what I do, mm -hmm. and this is not financial advice, but it's probably one of the best things you can do right now is put your your crypto in a Celsius wallet and earn interest off of that. And we do have a referral link for that in the description. Hello. Uh, we, we appreciate you guys using that. 
Let yeah. them give you the financial advice. <laughs> sure. All right. Well, okay. So with that said, let's continue on. The total market cap as of right now is at $1.71 trillion, down by 3.9%. And of course, if you go to coingecko.com, you can hit the little, little candy jar up at the top right corner. You get yourself some free candies on the daily, daily, every 24 hours. And you get some awesome rewards and NFTs like I have already. I bought a bunch of good stuff, man. All right, Jake, go ahead. Alrighty, so we appreciate you listening in to our show here if you're listening on Anchor. And if you're watching us on YouTube, we appreciate you more. But either way, if you can show your appreciation by giving us a like on YouTube, we appreciate that. Because it helps us with the algorithm. Um, and if you'd like to continue listening to this show or watching the show on YouTube, you can hit the subscribe button. We post every Wednesday and Sunday. We also do, every now and then, uh, Thursday uh, interviews. That's uh, with certain in- people of, of interest in crypto. You can also get us on Discord. Uh, we're also doing our, with our sticker giveaway. You can get us on Patreon. There are three different levels. There's extra content there you can check out. And if you want to donate, we accept Bitcoin, Ethereum, Binance, Bat, and Raven. All the links in the description below on the tree. Cool. All right. So there. Yep. Right, <laughs> Sorry, get, I didn't uh, pass it back to you. Here's the Dutchie. I'm passing it back to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and head over to the crypto news of the day provided by CryptoPotato.com. And let's see. First one. Meta's cryptocurrency project DM could go for sale. Report. This one is written by Dimitar Zanzarov. The DM Association, a cryptocurrency initiative backed by Meta, is reportedly considering the sale of its assets to return capital to its investors. The project is also in discussion with investment bankers about how best to sell its intellectual properties and help the developers find new places to work. During its relatively short time of existence, DM has sparked some controversy. Established in 2019 under the name Libra, it aimed at revolutionizing global monetary services by launching a stablecoin pegged to the American dollar. The project's backed by a backer is Meta Platform, formerly known as Facebook. The initiative was a rather complicated one, and to have a better chance of success, Meta partnered with dozens of other uh, companies. The alliance, though, was not strong enough to protect the project from regulatory scrutiny. While some of the partners abandoned the collaboration, Mark Zuckerberg, co-founder and CEO of Meta, defended the idea behind Libra at a congressional hearing. Despite the support, the project remained at issue for the watchdogs. As a result, it changed its name to Diem to distance itself from the original concept. According to a recent report by Bloomberg, the Diem Association is seeking to sell its assets to return funds to its investors. Meta owns about a third of the venture, while other prominent association members include Anderson Howitz, Ribbit Capital, Union Square Ventures, and Temasek Holdings, PTE. In November last year, the head of the U.S. Senate Banking Committee, Senator Sherrod Brown, called upon stablecoin issuer and platform to to disclose their operations. Despite the recent report last year, Meta's stablecoin payment system gained an approval to operate in nearly all states in the USA. Back then, David Marcus, the former board member of the project, opined that stablecoins could fix several problems within the current international finance network. Thus, he backed up Meta's concept to support the DM's association. Quote, 
I strongly believe if there was ever a chance to create an open, interoperable protocol for money on the internet and truly change the game for people and businesses around the world, it is now. The fact that we're participating as members of the DM Association and in other ways can help bring more companies around a standard and I don't want us to wait, uh, waste our shot. Subsequently, Marcus concluded that Novi, a digital wallet created by Meta, is ready to come to market, while strictly abiding by the regulator's rules. There you go. That was pretty Sounds much like just a marketing marketing plug for them, man. They're ready. Yeah, trying to get out of it. Like, uh, yeah, we're we're divesting of this thing. Uh, nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. Mm-hmm. We're not bad. Trust well, us. Let me ask Trust you, us. Let me ask you, Jake. Are are you gonna are you gonna get into? Uh, you're not. You're not. You're not. You're not on Facebook, right? Uh, y- yes, technically. Um. But don't go looking for Jake Jabarelli because that name is not on Facebook. Okay. Uh, I'm not gonna tell but, you what so, my real one is, but. <laughs> so are you gonna are you gonna be one of those people to use Meta and the the Novi and the the Libra and the DM? Are you gonna use it all? What's what's what, what's your idea of, of all this? Are you gonna be a part of it, or I mean, it's not your interest? The Metaverse, as we've I think we've discussed this all, maybe probably not at ad nauseum. Um, I don't know if you guys done it on Twitter, but uh, you know the Metaverse doesn't have to just be one thing. It doesn't just have to be one place. It doesn't have to be, you know, Facebook's meta. It doesn't have to be Decentraland's meta. It can be all kinds of things that interact with each other. And so, um, yeah, there's a lot of different versions out there. I hope at some point they're somewhat interconnected and not just exclusive. Because it's like, I don't, I'm pretty sure Facebook, meta, whatever, wants everybody to come to their version of the metaverse and not just any metaverse. So there's all these different people like, oh, well, we'll make our own meta whatever. Um, meta space, and then it's like you have to stay in our meta space. It's like, uh, no, that's what that's centralized. We're going for decentralized. That's what this crypto thing's about, right? Mm-hmm. No, that, I don't think that was ever Facebook's intent. I think their intent was we're going to monetize this thing, and you're going to come to our space like you're already doing with mm-hmm. Facebook. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's to me, still, it's not about s- it's not good. Yeah, they're still going to sell your pro- your 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 private information you're basically your they're going to be now they're going to be selling your meta your metadata <laughs> pun intended um yeah yeah basically it it it's another way of rebranding and getting getting it into this new space obviously they need to do something with oculus rift but um or whatever it is that facebook does misquote my on that uh, but you know their virtual or virtual and augmented reality thing that they're doing uh, they want to be able to make that more practical. You know, Microsoft's doing theirs, and you see this Novi thing. It, it is, I don't know if it's even possible yet to do a truly decentralized version of whatever metaverse pops up out of this crazy concept, um, but we'll have to see. But I'm, I'm sure Facebook's going to be like, oh, well, we have our own space. Everyone can come and enjoy just like Second Life, but for Facebook, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's just a money grab, in my opinion. Continuing on with news from Mandy Williams. Renowned computer engineer cracks Trezor wallet containing $2 million worth of crypto. NYC-based entrepreneur Dan Reich has recently gained access to more than $2 million worth of crypto left in a Trezor One hardware wallet with the help of renowned computer engineer and hacker hardware, pardon me, hardware hacker Joe Grand. In a YouTube video uploaded recently, the Portland-based hacker, uh, popularly known as by his pseudonym Kingpin, 
uh, reference to what was it? Spider-Man uh, Spider in there <laughs> gave a comprehensive narration of how he cracked the wallet to recover the quote lost end quote crypto assets. How it all started earlier in 2018, Dan Reich and his friend had decided to splurge some $50,000 on a newly launched data token trading around 21 cents at the time. I remember that. Initially, they kept the tokens on a Chinese exchange, but later transferred them to a Treasure One hardware wallet due to crackdown on cryptocurrencies by local government. China keeps doing that, right? However, they forgot about the coins. That's a good thing to do. You want to forget about that. Um, Reich eventually remembered that and decided to sell the Theta tokens, yet his friend had already lost the paper on which he had written the wallet's pen, because that was brilliant. So they had to start guessing the five-digit pen. At this point, though, they're already guessing several times wrongly. After 12 failed attempts, the duo decided to stop guessing as the data on the wallet would automatically be erased on the 16th incorrect attempt. $50,000 turned into $2 million. As Theta's price continued to decrease over the years, the value of the lost crypto fortune rose to $2 million this year. Motivated by the crypto fortune, Reich and his friend intensified their efforts to regain access to the funds. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Soon they discovered a Switzerland-based financier who claimed he had associates in France who could crack the wallet in a lab. However, they demanded that to do the job, Reich would not uh, go to the lab or know the names of the people who would supposedly be cracking the wallet. Hmm, sounds fishy to me. It was Mark COD, you know. Uh, yet, despite how crazy the idea sounded, the duo was willing to take the risk as they became desperate. However, in a sudden turn of events, Reich discovered Joe Grant in the U.S. So he had to go all the way to France. They immediately reached out to the computer engineer who agreed to help. Grant bought several uh, similar wallets and installed the same version of the firmware to replicate the one that Reich and his friend had. He spent 12 weeks on trial and error, trial and error, not trial, on trial, but but eventually found a way to recover the lost pen. Grand said that he used a fault injection attack, a strategy that modifies the voltage going to the chip to bypass the security of the wallet's microcontrollers. It prevents hackers from reading RAM and obtaining the pen needed to unlock the wallet and funds. Quote, we are basically causing misbehavior on the silicon chip inside the device in order to defeat the security. And what ended up happening is that I was sitting here watching the computer screen and saw I, that I was able to defeat the security. The private information, the recovered seed, and the pen I was going after pop up on the screen. I can explain. Hold on. Let me pause you right there. How did he do this? He, he, he so, basically shocked the treasure? Fault injection attack. Um, it, it convinced the system that, it, that the... It had a fault, I guess. Voltage, voltage change. I, I'm not sure I could fully explain it exactly. Although I do have a background in this kind of technology. It sounds to like some he degree, not, not security. Not, not exactly. He just changed. He he gave it a false voltage. And this convinced it that it was already unlocked. Uh. It, it's not something you could do easily unless you had the device itself. It's not like you, I mean, obviously, it's proving that that. Right. It's not something you couldn't otherwise do, but it's something that Treasure's going to have to fix in the next version of their... Of yeah, their that sounds like a so. big security risk, dude. Yeah. So, so anyways, Reich and his friend got their... Back to back their $2 million in crypto fortune and gave Grand a percentage of their treasure. 
Meanwhile, soon after the story surfaced, hardware wallet maker Trezor was quick to put the user's minds at rest by noting that the vulnerability that Grant exploited to recover the lost crypto has been since identified and fixed. Okay, so mm. it must have been since they had a wallet from 2018. Mm -hmm. The older wallet is had that problem. The newer ones wallets don't. Mm -hmm. They could be lying, but at the same time, it's not. It, it is a technique that is used by people who know what they're doing in this case. Tricking a voltage to get something to expose itself isn't that uncommon of a technique. The hmm. uh, company added that all its new devices do not have the vulnerability as they are shipped fixed with or shipped with a fixed bootloader. Okay. So, good thing they had an old version that couldn't be hacked like this. I know. So Although I still have a feeling that there are other ways around it. Yeah. So. You gotta be careful with those things, man. That's why you should always write it on, on paper and make sure that your paper, your, your private keys are surrounded by a pool of gasoline and that's being um, lit up by candlelight. I was gonna say that uh, you could just memorize it in case it's too long to remember, but yeah. yeah. You know, I, I wanna do that one of these days. I really wanna just, just, just do it by memory. I want to find a good wallet that I truly trust, and because um, every wallet has their pros and cons. I don't know about you, but I've tried a lot of different wallets out there, and they all have the pros and cons. There's no one to me in my in my opinion. There's no one wallet that's better than another. They all have their own uniqueness to it. Um, but I want to find one that I just said, okay, this is going to be the one. I like it. I want to be able to memorize those keys. And I want to prove to the world that I can do it by memory. I don't know. 12, 12 or 25 keys, that might be a little challenging. But 12 keys isn't that hard to do. And especially if you're making a mnemonic out of it, then you could just pull the mnemonic out. So, I mean, I, people wonder this. I wrote this article a long time ago, almost 10 years ago now, about how you can write passwords for every, like literally keep hundreds of unique passwords. And I, I hate to say that it's not super complicated, but it's also nigh to impossible for a computer to guess. And that technique is to pick either one or maybe two words that are personal to you and you alone, not even necessarily to your family. And then, it, particularly when it comes to websites or titles of whatever it is that you're using the password for, mm -hmm. you use the name of whatever that website is. So you'd say, I have a unique word that goes at the front or the back of the name of this website. So you could say, let's say it was, um, I think I've used the word horse before. It's just a mm -hmm. random word. It's nothing to do with me explicitly. But let's say you use horse and Facebook. H-O-R-S-E, F-A-C-E-B-O-O-K, exclamation point, or something like that, mm -hmm. right? And then horse Facebook isn't a thing. It's not even a word. It's two words that have been squished into one word. I mean, it, could two, it could be two or three words. The point is you have a key phrase that you use with every single website. And then you now have a word that's not a dictionary word. Now, does that mean it can't be guessed? Does that mean that there isn't probably a, a password out there like that? Yeah, but if you want a relatively simple way to remember every single password you ever have, you can have this mnemonic. This mnemonic works really well and is not guessable by anyone unless they know your mnemonic. And even then, you can change up the technique you use. You can use Elite Speak. So you can do capital F four C three capital B zero zero K. Not to say that people don't know that way either. That's another methodology, but it, it, there's other ways of changing up the method. So maybe you always capitalize the first. Maybe you always capitalize each word in the phrase. And maybe you always put a dollar sign at the end. You know, it, 
it's a way that you can make unique passwords that aren't difficult to remember and then literally you have thousands of passwords that you've memorized because it's you you have a mnemonic for remembering it that's true for um what was it and the, that is the methodology your... for sorry yeah, that's the two yeah. satoshis for the day sorry two satoshis for the day <laughs> you're right yep mm -hmm. so cool all right Continue next on. news written by andrew thor thor mm, throat thor Thorvalas. Yeah, Bitcoin and Wall Street plunge as Powell threatens interest rate hikes at FOMC. Bitcoin went turbulent during a press conference following today's highly anticipated Federal Open Markets Committee FOMC meeting. It fell $1,000 as Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell stated plans to raise the federal funds rate in March. In his speech preceding the conference, Powell recognized that much of the labor force is unable to report for work, given current circumstances. However, he expects the effect of the Omicron wave to be brief, alongside its negative economic effects. The chairman noted that inflation is well above the Federal Reserve rate uh, of 2%, blaming supply and demand imbalances. Earlier this month, December's CPI came in at a record 7% boosting Bitcoin's price. Citing a tight labor market, Powell concluded that the economy no longer needs sustained monetary policy support. Okay. As such, plans to raise rates and lower the Fed's balance sheets in March remains in effect. The Feds will be moving away from a very highly accommodated, uh, accommodative policy to a substantially less accommodative policy to a policy that's not accommodative in time, said Powell. Earlier today, BitMex co-founder Arthur Haynes surmised that the Federal Reserve is bluffing and can't actually raise rates without hurting the market. Powell disagreed, however, saying that there is plenty of room to raise rates. Both the crypto and stock market fell following the speech. Bitcoin has gone down from over $38,200 at 2.40 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to below $37,000 of the time of writing. Meanwhile, both the Nasdaq and S&P 500 are down 0.5% on the day. Yeah. Yep, so uh, people got scared. More FOMO is not technically news, I guess. I guess it's news to people who don't know about it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. You know what, man? Powell is my best friend right now. Keep it coming. I want to see the markets. Uh, I want to see the the worst bloodbath, please. I want Bitcoin to go back down to like, uh, you know, <laughs> to a thousand dollars. Yeah, please. Three hundred dollars Bitcoin. <laughs> I was thinking the last time I actually paid actual U.S. dollars for Bitcoin was when it was four hundred dollars. Mm. <laughs> Uh, all right, Anthony Scaramucci, on the recent Bitcoin price decline, take a chill pill, dude, stay longer. This is by Dimitar Zondarov. Founder of Skybridge Capital, Anthony Scaramucci, what? <laughs> advised investors to cool off their concerns regarding the most recent plunge in the cryptocurrency market. He believes Bitcoin, as well as other digital assets, are the right investment tools for the long term. And people should not abandon them because of some silly little current price dips. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to do a horrible, terrible Brooklyn accent. 
The last several days were not present for the cryptocurrency industry as many assets lost a significant chunk of their USD value. Bitcoin is still worth one Bitcoin, though. Bitcoin, for example, dropped below $33,000, losing over $10,000 in less than a week, its lowest level since July 2021. Hey, it's been six months. By the looks of it, the shaky condition of the digital asset is not a concern of Anthony Scaramucci. In a recent interview with CNBC, the 58-year-old, he's 58, damn, um, American said such price fluctuations should be considered a part of the strategy of long-term investors. Quote, everyone in the long-term investor is a long-term investor until you have short-term losses, and then you start freaking out, end quote. Unlike many analysts who opined that the price plunge marks the beginning of a crypto winter, end quote, Scaramucci reaffirmed his optimistic viewpoint on the history. He even recommended that investors should, quote, take a chill pill, end quote, and not sell their positions. Uh, here we go again. Quote, take a chill pill, stay long, Bitcoin. Other cryptocurrencies like Algorand and Ethereum and I, and, and I think you're going to be very well served long term in those investments, end quote. This is not the first time Scaramucci has been bullish during bearish times. I think I agree with him on that. And at the end of 2020, of November 2021, fears around the newly dedicated strain of COVID-19, otherwise known as Omicron, caused panic in all global financial markets. As a result, the prices of most digital assets sank significantly. However, Skybridge's exec described the event as a, quote, Black Friday, end quote, hinting it was the perfect time for investors to increase their crypto exposure. Here's a gigantic picture of Scaramucci, kind of freaky looking. Despite the positive stance toward cryptocurrency space, Garamichi warned investors to appropriately scale their BTC investments. To him, the allocation in it should be relatively small. Quote, I don't want my clients to miss this. I'm telling them to size it appropriately. You know, bit of bug cockery. I'm sorry, that's the wrong thing. That's a 1% of 3% allocation, 1% to 4% at cost. You can let it run, of course, but size it appropriately then recognize that it is going to be part of your future, of our future, end quote. In September 2021, he came up with similar advice recommending the public to invest m not more than 5% of their total savings in Bitcoin. Thus, in case of a price expansion, they would still enjoy solid profits. On the other hand, if Bitcoin's value uh, starts declining, the loss would be somewhat insignificant. And he's right. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I don't think of Anthony Scaramucci as being a very good investment guy, but he's not wrong. Yeah. That is a creepy face, man. I don't know what's up with that. Yeah, I remember he only lasted 10 days with Trump, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next one, I think we're, yeah, we're going to skip that analysis. Yeah. And Going to the Bitcoin won't to... bottom or continue. Yeah, let's see. Let me check here. Yeah, let me check this out. This one's written by Andrew Thorovalas. Uh, Bitcoin won't bottom until it retests 28.5. Wow. Believes BitMEX co-founder Arthur Hayes. Let's read this. Yeah. If it goes down to that price, that's beautiful, man. Oh, that would be so great. <laughs> Arthur Hayes, co-founder of BitMEX. By the way, just a side note, a lot of people at work are freaking out. I'm like, hey, are you guys going to stack sats? Like, oh, hell no. I'm not touching any crypto no more, man. You're crazy. Like, bro, this is the time to buy, my guy. This is the time to buy. This is the time to buy. And yeah, they're like, no. They're, they're like literally grinding their teeth at work. Like, this is like, crazy, you man. You should be telling me, I'm all right, down. all right. If you don't want your, your Bitcoin, sell it to me. <laughs> no, they don't want it. They're not touching it, bro. They're not doing anything. I told them, hey, man, 
do something, man. This is a good time to buy. It's a beautiful thing. I know not financial advice, but uh, it's a beautiful thing, man. They're like, no. It's like, come on, my guy. Come on. All right. Arthur Hayes, co-founder of BitMix, just gave an interesting Bitcoin price forecast and is a bi-weekly analyst. Uh, despite his expectation that the Federal Reserve won't raise interest rates, he still doubts Bitcoin's bottom will arrive until $28,500 retest. In BitMix's latest post from crypto trader Digest titled Bottomless, the former CEO uh, extols cryptocurrencies as the last free market on earth. He explained that due to wanton money printing, uh, wanton, wanton money printing, large wanton, banks... Yeah. Large, uh, large banks and governments are able to capture other assets, asset prices at pol politically uh, ex expedient levels. Afterwards, he recognizes that while cryptocurrencies are down significantly in recent weeks, the Federal Reserve has even, hasn't even raised rates yet. Therefore, he suspects that there could be more carnage to come in the markets when March expected rate hikes actually arrive. However, he also expressed doubts as to whether the Fed actually has the ability to raise rate rates without blowing up the market. Quote, If the Fed publicly stated it will con uh, contract the size of its balance sheet, then how can it maintain its pledge to backstop corporate issuers? Said Haynes, the market has woken up to this inconsistency and yields have begun a small breakout to the upside. Haynes predicts the Fed will opt to continue easy monetary policies out of the po political ex ex uh, expendency, despite its claims to the contrary. As history has proven, news of rising inflation tends to be positive for Bitcoin's price. Another FOMC meeting will take place later today, which markets awaits anciently, anciently, <laughs> anxiously. Um, Haynes suggests that investors will not wait for the Fed to announce it has changed its mind and to expect crypto to pick up well in advance of that. Haynes sees Bitcoin's next true resistant level at $28,500, approximately where it bottomed in July of last year. Should this level be broken, he expects a liquidation cascade that could possibly, possibly take Bitcoin back down to 20 k to its 2017 high. Quote, if either of Bitcoin's 2017 and Ether's 2018 previous all-time high between $20,000 and $1,400 respectively are breached on a daily candle, then I don't even want to think about it, he said. Bitcoin is currently trading above 38K, a significant rebound from its low uh, at 33K days ago. Yeah, where's that? financial advice. Where's it at right now, bro? <laughs> Where's it at? We are at uh, 37 uh, 30, 35, 35, 35? 35? It went down further while we were talking. Um, yeah, 35.8. Oof. Oh, in the last hour, I guess it's technically up 1%. So, but yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I've obviously been wrong <laughs> before on this very show, <laughs> but, uh, Still, I mean, maybe it's just because I'm generally optimistic. Still pretty optimistic it's going to go back. Some people were saying that they expected ETH to drop below two grand in the next two weeks. And I was thinking, no, it'll be back above three in two weeks. Mm. Um, so I think it's just my general optimism about things. And, and, and it's leading me to think that way. 
but um, you know, the st uh, technical analysis will tell you things generally accurately. But the problem is, if your technical analysis doesn't include enough information. I don't know if you notice this or not, but at the very top on the right-hand side of every Crypto Potato page, there's actually the current price. Now you have to refresh the page to get the absolute current price, mm -hmm. but uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum are up there on the top right. So, got it. Alrighty, Binance. Oh, Binance? Or no, no, it's not Binance. It's uh, Bitcoin's price could surpass a million. Oh, I want to read this one. I still want to read this one. <laughs> this is like the opposite of what you just read. Demetar Zandaroff writes, Bitcoin's price could surpass $1 million in the next de decade, says ARK Invest. Yeah, I, plenty of people want this. I, it, I will always hold some Bitcoin, so of course it would be nice, but I mean the tiny, tiny, tiny fraction of Bitcoin I have would give me a million dollars. You'd have to own a, a, you know, one whole Bitcoin to get a million at this point. So ARK, uh, a research team for the American investment uh, management firm ARK or ARK Invest envisioned a highly optimistic future for Bitcoin. According to them, the price of a single coin could pass $1 million. Dun, dun, dun. It's like, it's like Dr. Evil with his finger in front of his face. As, <laughs> and the asset market capitalization might reach $28.5 trillion by 2030. That's only eight, not even eight years away. Bitcoin to peak over one night. The NASDAQ-listed company, ARK Invest, by led by Catherine Wood, has been an advocate of the cryptocurrency industry for a while, especially Bitcoin. In July last year, the organization purchased 450,000, not Bitcoin, shares of Grayscale Bitcoin Trust in two days. Does that, that tell you that, that maybe it's a good investment? Not financial advice. As of now, the firm holds more than 6.5 million shares of GBTC. That's the um, NASDAQ symbol for Grayscale. Intern Catherine, Kathy Wood has displayed a pro-Bitcoin stance numerous times as well. At the, last, at the end of last year, she came up with the bold prediction that the leading digital asset could reach half a million dollars in five years. In its most recent research, ARK Invest, or ARK Invest, envisioned even more significant expansion for Bitcoin, 1.36 million per single coin by 2030. The team estimated that this price increase could happen as the market cap of cryptocurrency taps 28.5 uh, trillion. Quote, according to our research, Bitcoin's market capitalization could scale more than 25-fold in the next decade, with each exceeding $1 million in value. ARK Invest outlined several achievements, which the primary digital asset registered in the past month. These include surpassing $1 trillion in market capitalization February 2021. The approval of the first Bitcoin ETF by Canadian regulators and the SEC's green light on Bitcoin futures ETF in October. Subsequently, the team pointed out that the crypto asset has received more attention from institutional investors who want to hold it long term. It also outlines that El Salvador's pioneering move to adopt Bitcoin as legal tender inside its borders. Apart from Bitcoin, ARK Invest's team forecasted a bright future for Ethereum as well. The research argued that the second largest blockchain displace, uh, could displace many traditional financial services while its native token, either Ether, could uh, compete as global money. The latter's market capitalization could even exceed 20 trillion in the next 10 years, ARK invested suggested. Ingest, sorry. Given today, 
today's total supply of ETH if such a market cap is reached, then a single coin can be valued at roughly $175,000. Analysts described Ethereum as a work in progress since it is on its way to updating its network to Ethereum 2.0, expected to happen this coming summer. As a result, the project will shift from a proof-of-work mining method to a proof-of-stake and thus become, quote, greener. Many believe the protocol will also become more scalable after the transition. Currently, Ethereum can process only 15 transactions per second, unless you do roll up Arbitrum, right? While Ethereum 2.0 should be able to reach 100,000 uh, transactions per section per mm. second. <clears throat> TPS. Mm. You have those TPS reports? Sorry. Um, yeah, I think. Are you are you that bullish on on Bitcoin? I am. On Bitcoin, yeah. Ethereum, no. Uh, I have. See, what makes what makes this is my two satoshis of the day is that what makes Bitcoin so unique is that every other crypto in existence has an organization behind it. A leader that has created it is funding it. You got a dev team. There's a lot of people behind every single project out there. When Bitcoin was created, it was created as a proof of work. And from the Genesis block from the beginning was designed to be mineable. And it has been ever since. It's never been changed. There's no, there's no talks in the future to change from proof of work to proof of stake, even though there's a lot of backlash about using up electricity and, and using what, what's, what's the, the, the term that they're using right now. Um, just, just uh, like, like, uh, consuming so much energy that it's starting to be like, like, uh, uh, Oh, it's not green, right? Yeah. It's not green friendly. Yeah. 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 Crypto and proof of work is not green friendly that that's true but i mean we need something on which to rely and that just happens to be electricity and we already know we rely on electricity pretty heavily huh. i get how they they don't like the idea of it being used but i think I mean, i'm sorry to jump in with another two satoshis on this and up to four satoshis now mm -hmm. <laughs> that uh uh one of the, the other my other major thing that i like is electric vehicles and I'm not doing it because they're green. Yes, they happen to be green. Eh, that's not what I'm doing. I'm injured because it's utilitarian. The point is, everybody points out how much electricity it takes to make an electric car and or, you know, use it like, oh, well, you're driving an electric car in, in like Illinois, you're like using coal. Yes, that's technically true. Is it everybody, has anybody ever talked about until electric cars were in, reinvented, how much electricity we use to make gasoline and make gas cars hmm. not to mention the fact that gas cars burn gasoline and hmm. nobody talks about that they're just like oh we'll point out this it's totally gaslighting yeah, yeah. um and so th it's the same situation here how much power do we use for all kinds of other things that are quote unquote <clears throat> unimportant how much power does facebook use by itself just facebook is facebook really important no how much important is instagram not that important yet Nobody talks about how much power they're using, right? Mm -hmm. So YouTube is very. It's important. just it's just a gaslighting thing. It's just a yeah. Oh well, look at those. You you just don't understand yeah. what's going on here. You, that's the problem. You don't understand it, so you're pointing things out that you they're just politically motivated. And 
right. <laughs> that is your eight Satoshis of the day. All right, so we're going to skip the uh, Shiba Inu analysis, an analysis yep. and uh, move over to Binance reopens SIPA bank transfer in Euro partners with PaySafe. Hmm. <clears throat> this one's written by George, George Georgiev. <clears throat> Excuse me. Binance, the world's leading cryptocurrency exchange, has once again opened up Euro bank transfers through SEPA. According to official release, Binance, the largest cryptocurrency exchange by means of daily traded volume, is reopening Euro transfers via uh, SEPA. This has already come into effect of January 26 at 1300 UTC. It might be working. Check if your account was previously blocked to see if deposits and withdrawals via the above means are not possible. Okay, I need to check that. If the move comes through a partnership with PaySafe, huh? The move comes through a partnership with PaySafe. Excuse me. Users are selected based on a range of testing criteria to participate in the pilot program. The full reopening of SEPA channels will scale up across the markets in due course, reads the announcements. Uh, this comes months after the exchange suspended payments from the SEPA network in June 2021. This came amid a period of increased regulatory scrutiny aimed at leading crypto trading venue but uh, has appeared that now things are shifting. The market has so far reacted positively to the news with Bitcoin trading above. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think they put the comma in there. Are none of zeros on that number. Uh, 38,000, yeah. not 3,800, yes. Yeah. It is definitely trading above 3,800. They're, they're, they're yeah, technically correct. I mean, technically correct, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's trading above uh, 2.6K. All right, there you go. <laughs> Trading above 3,800. Yes, you're right. It is above 3,800. About uh, 35,000 above 3,800, but yes. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's go on to Valkyrie Applied with the SEC to launch a Bitcoin miners ETF. A Bitcoin now, if, miners if you ETF. don't know, Valkyrie was the second one to apply for a futures ETF, uh, and they were right, approved. This is, this is a Bitcoin miners ETF. Yeah, it's so for let's miners. See. Yeah, let's see what this is. Go ahead. Yeah, Jordan Linechev writes... Uh, Months after having its Bitcoin futures-backed ETF launched on the U.S. stock market per John, the crypto asset manager sought approval for another exchange-traded fund. This time, though the company wants to uh, wants the new product to be focused on Bitcoin mining firms only, just Bitcoin mining. According to the filing, the Securities and Exchange Commission, the Valkyrie Bitcoin Miners ETF will invest at least 80% of its net assets in securities of a company that derive at least 50% of their revenue from, or profits from Bitcoin mining operations and or the, from providing specialized chips, hardware, or software or other services to companies engaged in Bitcoin mining. No more, pardon me, no more than 5% can be invested in the, debt, in the debt instruments of Bitcoin mining entities. The documents highlighted that the new product will not invest in Bitcoin directly or indirectly through derivatives. If approved, Valkyrie Funds LLC will serve as the ETF's investment advisor, while Vident Investment Advisory will be the sub-advisor. 
the ad advisors could also decide to allocate up to 20% of the fund's net assets in companies holding a significant portion of their net assets in Bitcoin on their balance sheet or derive a significant portion of their revenue or profits directly from mining, lending, transacting in Bitcoin. Valkyrie also said that it will focus on firms using green and renewable energy for its mining activities with 80% or more of the fund's net assets going into such organizations. Crypto management firm already made history in late 2021. This is just the extra note we wrote earlier when its Bitcoin strategy futures backed ETF became the second such product to go live in the US. So yeah, that happened. Mm -hmm. well, we'll see. We'll see if it happens. I, I'm not surprised that they're trying to bet on yet another um, ETF. But it's interesting that they're dedicating explicitly to Bitcoin miners. Because I mean, you can kind of think of Bitcoin as a investment strategy, not just putting money in Bitcoin directly, but in the the mining of it. I mean, that's my business model. So. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. Next news written by Dimitar Zunzarov. Former Goldman Sachs executive Adam Dell introduced new crypto investment platform. <clears throat> Excuse me. Adam Dell, former head of product at Marcus by Goldman Sachs, launched a new wealth building platform focused uh, on both cryptocurrencies and stocks. Their project is called Domain Money and aims to grant investors opportunities such as more control and access to their assets, real-time intelligence, and live customer agents. Ahead of going live, the new investment platforms, which targets retail users, raise $33 million from investors, including Be Bessemer Ventures, SV Angels, RRE Ventures, uh, Mavron, and others. Its developers are Adam Dell and other team members behind Marcus by Goldman Sachs. Adam Dell, whose brother is Michael Dell, CEO of Dell Technologies, revealed that Domain Money's mission is to build consumers' wealth. He said the team behind the project utilizes time-tested investment strategies to create the best environment for new and experienced investors. The American the American added that users seek security, transparency, and power to control their finance when investing. As such, his platform will aim at those features and more. We developed domain money to provide investors a sophisticated, intuitive, and holistic platform to invest in crypto, not as a novelty, but as a core component of their portfolios. The company will have prominent advisors behind it. These include Christopher Christopher Giancarlo, former chairman of the Commodities Future Trading Commission, CFTC, Du Quan, former of Terra Network, and Neil Ferguson, senior fellow at the Hoover Institution. The New York-based investment application with over 650,000 customers and nearly $30 billion of assets under management, Betterment revealed last year's plans to add cryptocurrency services to, for its clients. Back then, the chief executive officer at the company, Sarah LeVay, spoke about the notorious volatility, the volatile nature of the asset class. However, she asserted that her company could reduce the risk of dealing with digital currencies by educating its users on the matter. Quote, we know investors increasingly have an interest in crypto. So what we're doing is really trying to figure out, is there a way that we can offer crypto with a guided wrapper so that we can help educate along the way? She labeled Bitcoin and the alternative coins as counter cynical. Uh, yes. Mm, counter. Was that? Cyclical. Cyclical. 
counter cyclical, meaning they perform well when they uh, when the economy passes through harsh times. Speaking on a personal level, she said she is a big fan of crypto and advised investors to adopt their popular hodling strategy to benefit the most of the asset class. According to the official site of Betterment, though the organization has not added cryptocurrency op options for its customers yet. Hmm. No sense. I uh. would stay away from personally I, I i i've looked at betterment i've looked at the platform and i tinkered with it and it's just not my kind of thing now well, i mean it's understandable i've been with betterment since it started but um uh yeah i, I i'm not saying that crypto isn't something everyone's getting into it and they're, they're mm -hmm. thinking of it as something that they can bring more customers onto their platform because so many millennials yeah. are into crypto yeah um but I mean, Betterment hasn't been around that long. It's only been around for eight, eight, about eight years now, mm -hmm. and it's it's a neat thing because Betterment's whole ideal, at least from what I understood about it, was to make uh, uh, long-term investing easy, and it really is. Um, it benefited me a whole lot, I can tell you that. But that's just my personal experience with it. So, um, it, it is interesting to see Adam Dell, you know, Michael Dell's brother of Dell Technologies, getting into this realm. But when you're with money, uh, money, money follows money, as they say. Mm -hmm. FTX US valuation taps eight billion. Oh wait, after raising four hundred million from SoftBank and uh, Temasek by Jordan Lanchev, U.S. branch of the digital asset exchange raised four hundred million dollars during a funding round that saw participation from prominent names such as Japan's SoftBank Group Corp and Singapore's Temasek Holdings. Consequently, the company's total valuation grew to $8 billion. I just say, it's hardly anything, it's only $8 billion. Reuters report informed the, that the uh, aside from the aforementioned names, cryptocurrency investment companies Paradigm and Multicoin Capital also took part in the funding round. FTX US plans to use some funds to grow its user base and launch new products also wants to make several strategic investments and acquisitions as well as expand its staff okay is this an advertisement <laughs> what raise, what this raise means to us is that we are officially establishing ourselves on the stage of the largest competitors of cryptocurrency exchanges in the u.s it's signaling to the world that we're going to continue to expand very rapidly it still sounds like an advertisement yeah i'm just gonna go to the next effort. next Beep. Bitcoin tests 38k as Matic explodes. 10% market watch. Uh, yes. I'm not gonna read this one here. Yeah. Um, McDonald's responds to Elon Musk. Oh, this sounds like fun. Yeah. <laughs> McDonald's, the company that makes hamburgers, responds to Elon Musk, causing 6,000% pump in newly created Grimace coin. No way. <laughs> <laughs> There's never a boring day in crypto, a saying that's proven yet again. After an exchange between Elon Musk and McDonald's, a freshly created coin mentioned in the conversation pumped 6,000 in less than a few hours. Meme coins have become a household name in the cryptocurrency community, namely Sheeb and Doge. And the examples are virtually countless. Well, I don't know. We only have about 13,000 coins, so yeah, they're not countless. 
In fact, the meme culture has grown to become an integral part of the industry, something that can hardly be ignored or overlooked, especially with 6,000% increase. It's a pump, but anyways. One of the most popular memes out there is to mention McDonald's as some possible job opportunity in conditions of prolonged bear markets after, or vicious declines in the market of various cryptocurrencies, much like what we saw in the past few days when Bitcoin's mm -hmm. price tumbled below 33000 Suddenly, McDonald's hats were everywhere, and even the president of El Salvador, Nayib Bukele, changed his profile picture to one where he was photoshopped with one on his head. It didn't take much for the fast food chain to notice this and jump on the meme wagon. How come you guys didn't see this on Twitter? I didn't see some on Twitter all that often. How are you people doing, uh, people who run crypto Twitter accounts? No. <laughs> I saw this on Twitter. So, okay, good. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, I you're on Twitter this. all the time, so that makes sense. <laughs> crypto uh, it doesn't. It didn't take long for the world's richest man, who's known for his fair share of sarcastic trolling on Twitter, to respond or partake in the trend. I will eat a happy meal on TV if McDonald's accepts Dogecoin, Musk said. Uh, yeah, you probably you probably eat a happy meal on TV for the hell of it. Uh, the exchange continued, and McDonald's responded saying that they would, uh, but only if Tesla accepts Grimace Coin. <laughs> so that's everything. Some people needed to create an actual token called Grimace Coin on the Binance Smart Chain, and at least it's on Binance, and launch it on the market. Its Twitter account now has 8,000 followers. Only 8,000? Merely a few hours after it was created, although it's uncertain as to how many of these are real. The price of the cryptocurrency exploded subsequent to its launch, and it's currently up around 6,000% at the time it's writing, down about 30% from its peak. And there is a picture of it. Wow. Uh, the coin was created by anonymous people, and it's highly possible that it's just some sort of scam. It probably is. Many of the community warn it's a rug pull. Yes, it probably is just like Squid Coin. Also, it's worth noting that every transaction is taxed 10%. Mm, wow. Every transaction. Well, that sounds just as good as Ethereum. I would totally into that. Yeah, and transaction. <laughs> it's probably on Ethereum, right? Is it, it's got to be on Ethereum. No, it's on Binance. It's, it's, it's on a Binance smart chain. Mm, yeah, okay. it's Binance. But it's it's just funny that it's like, yeah, oh, yeah, that's that's totally the, a, a scam. Like 10% per transaction. Now, they're taking the money, and then they're going to do a rug pull later. Ouch. Okay, let's see. How many do we got? One, two, three, three more? Okay. Three, just three let's more. Let's knock yeah. it out then. Another solar miner nets $215,000 in BTC using a mini USB rig. Written by Martin. I love this. I love this story. Yeah. I love this story. This Martin so Young. Should I say Martin or Martin? Martin. Okay. Martin Young. <laughs> Individuals have been turning to small USB-based mining rigs. Some have been hitting the jackpot. These tiny miners have been growing in popularity. You know what? I got my Gritsy miners. I got. I should plug uh, those in. I still have mine. I have my old uh, uh, Bitcoin uh, dual dual miners and do script and, and SHA-256. Yeah. Uh, these tiny miners have been growing in popularity, and solo mining pools have sprouted up to cater to the increase increasing number of individuals getting back into Bitcoin mining. According to the computer hardware outlet, Tom's Hardware, one miner recently solved a block with a rig that had a hash rate of approximately 8.3 terahashes a second. And this yielded a reward of more than $215,000 in BTC. The solo.ckpool.org pool, which offers 2% fees, uh, anonymous solo Bitcoin mining pool for everyone, reported the big win for the mini miner on January 24th. And here is a tweet from Dr. Con 
Colivas. Congratulations to another miner with approximately 86 terahashes. Uh, 80, 86? I thought it was 8 point... Yeah. 8.3, yeah. yeah. Why did it change again? <laughs> Someone's not reporting this correctly. Solving a, a block on solo.ckpool.org. There are a lot of miners now on the solo pool, and if enough people are mining solo, someone will eventually be the lucky ones as here. Uh, there, uh, These are tiny USB mining rigs are hard to come by. However, uh, stocks are limited, though they can be found on retail outlets such as eBay and Amazon for a couple hundred dollars if lucky. Ouch! Really? You can manage for I bought my I bought my coin gecko science or coin gecko science. Those are called. I bought mine for like twenty bucks a piece. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I could probably get a lot then for the, my for my. Uh... I know I could sell my old ones. I'm like, oh, you guys want some of these? Because I got some Moonlanders, Moonlander twos. I went right. on eBay when I read this article earlier. And saw, saw that the Moonlander 2s, the original Moonlander 2s, were selling for 250 piece. I'm like, God damn. Yeah, really, yeah. The uh, Fluky solo miner had a rig that was operating at uh, a tenth of its 86 terahashes a second rate, Tom's reported. Uh, but comparison, Mains recently announced the Antminer S19 Pro Hide uh, offers a hash rate of 198 terahashes a second and weighs in more than $14,000. It is not the first time someone had the Solo CK pool has hit the jackpot. On January 11th, a Solo miner with a 120 terash second rig struck digital gold, adding a new block and netting a reward of more than $270,000 from the 6.25 BTC at the time. Another Solo miner using 116 terashes a second also managed to find a valid block to receive over $260,000 a few days later. At the time, Solo CK Pool Administrator Dr. Kong Kolivas said that it was not a sentinel event and there was nothing wrong with proof of work or Bitcoin network, uh, network before adding. Quote, my solo mining service does not have a backdoor to solve blocks faster. With enough miners mining, someone eventually solves a block and it can be a miner of any size. And here are some of the Im images of his mining farm that solved the block and his CG miner running showing his best shares of 35.5 terahashes a second. And that's changed again. Jeez. Look at that, man. That is crazy. crazy. Well, that's, this, is, this is Dr. Khan Kolivas. That's not the one, the, the guy that actually found it. Oh. So. Okay, then. That's just his personal rig. Uh, Earlier this month? All those old USB miners. Crypto Potato reported that Jack Dorsey's block, formerly Square, was rolling out an open Bitcoin mining system. Bitcoin is not the only fruit. However, in as Ethereum mining can still be profitable for individuals. Last week, a sol solo ETH miner has hit the jackpot of 168 ETH, roughly equating to $540,000 at the time. The miner was in a solo ETH mining pool producing around 1.5 terahashes a second, but the individual was only contributing around the average of 2.25 gigahashes a second. Wow. Wow. Well, one point. All right. So the miner in the solo ETH mining pool was producing 1.5 terahash on ETH. Mm. God, I mean, my entire farm only does two and a half gigahash. No, I think that was the entire. That was. That had to be the entire like. Pool, the the entire solo. Pool. Are you saying that all the solos was 1.5 terash and he correct. just he was just doing 2.25? That's yeah. still not a small amount. I mean, that's a hundred. That that have that could be a lot of cards. I mean, they they call it a small miner. That's not a small miner. That is a gargantuan Garga operation. Gobs and gobs and gobs. 
that's a big that two over two giga hashes at least 30 nice like 30 90 cards. i think what they're trying to do they're trying to do a cross comparison to uh the uh two five six algorithm and you can't do that it's it's a completely different algorithm from what uh, it's it's about a thousand a factor of a thousand difference yeah. compared to 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 bitcoin's about a thousand factor difference yeah. so yes it, it's easier to to mine bitcoin much much easier you get tera hashes and, and petahashes instead of uh um mega hashes and less on ethereum ethereum is just harder to do all right this one's an so, oh man read this one dude i i want to hear it i want to hear it this is the, the YouTube Gaming one. Yeah. Head of YouTube Gaming joins Polygon Studios as the new CEO. Felix Mullen writes, Brian Watt, who until today was Global Managing Director at YouTube Gaming, announced his resignation as part of a move that he will take him deeper into the depths of the metaverse and into the crypto realm in an emotional farewell via Twitter. Wyatt expressed his satisfaction and gratitude to YouTube team to whom he reiterated his deepest thanks and appreciation for the good times. Wyatt is leaving YouTube to focus on building the Polygon ecosystem. It's bitter, it is bittersweet news to share that I'm leaving at YouTube. I have loved every minute of my time here, but it is time for my next endeavor because I have that opportunity. I am elated to announce that I will be joining the OX Polygon Matic as their CEO of Polygon Studios. Thank you for the memories pick of Twitter. Ryan Watt. Ryan Watt accepted the position of CEO of Polygon Studios, a venture dedicated to developing software solutions at Polygon. Wyatt's addition to the Polygon Studios team is strategic. Under Wyatt's leadership, YouTube Gaming grew to nearly 3x the number of visitors between 2018 and 2020, turning YouTube's gaming stream, game streaming service into a productive business branch capable of competing with other growing social networks such as TikTok and even Facebook Gaming. Didn't know Facebook had a gaming section like that. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess I'm thinking of uh, like electronic sports kind of stuff. Amazon Twitch still holds the throne as the most popular gaming st uh, streaming platform in the market. Yes, that's definitely true. Wyatt has also been recognized as one of the top young designers, executives, and players in the world of Forbes 30 Under 30 list. A few years later, he was also mentioned in the 40 Under 40 list as received um, and has received other important recognitions in the video game industry. Wyatt has been passionate about blockchain technology for a while. As early as 2021, he claimed that the gaming industry would radically change thanks to NFTs and decentralized technologies. In fact, YouTube could be exploring a, uh, the advantages of using NFTs on its platform, as previously reported by Crypto Potato. Quote, I will miss YouTube dearly, but it's time for me to pursue other endeavors in life and where my passions are taking, uh, where my passions are taking me. I am fascinated by blockchain app development and am beyond thrilled to enter the Web3 space. My role at Polygon Studios will be focused on growing the developer ecosystem through investment, marketing, and developer support and bridging the gap between Web2 and Web3." End quote. In addition, Wyatt's position will be more broad-based compared to that which he did at YouTube. He said his roles within Polygon Studios will lead him to explore growth opportunities in gaming, entertainment, fashion, news, sports, and more. Polygon is a scaling solution on Ethereum that promises to offer an infrastructure capable to support larger, faster, and cheaper transactions. 
is a side chain of a, or a sort of secondary blockchain that runs alongside Ethereum, but maintains a link to Ethereum via a two-way peg where users block a certain amount of ETH on the Ethereum mainnet in order to use a similar amount on the sidechain. Since its creation, Polygon has gained important allies ranging from Uniswap to crypto-friendly Opera browser. Its growth was exponential during 2020, and although its token, Matic, has suffered the shocks of the 2022 bearish correction, it's not stopped developers from announcing improvements and updates. Hmm. Cool. New guy. Smart guy. Yep. <laughs> Gotta keep an eye on this guy. <laughs> I bet we'll see more news about him. Mm -hmm. Ryan Watts. Okay, I guess let's go. It. I think Technically we got... the last article, or is there another article? I think there's one more. What? Yeah, here we go. Indonesia financial regulators, local oh, firms. That's 25th. No, I got 26 on mine. Indonesia? Uh, Indonesia financial? Let me refresh it. No, oh, it says 25 that says online. 25. How weird. You're right. How bizarre, how bizarre. Man, oh man. All right, Kryptonauts, let's get out of here. all that news. <laughs> yep. All right, well, uh, we appreciate it. If you've made it this far in the episode, since our Wednesday episodes tend to be about 90 minutes, uh, if you're still here, we appreciate a like, and if you really appreciate this content, you can give us a subscribe. Hit that notification bell, too. We're hit every Wednesdays and every Sundays. Uh, check us out on Discord. That link is under the crypto tree, as well as a link to Patreon. And if you'd like to support us through crypto, we appreciate Bitcoin, Ethereum, Binance, Bat, and Raven. All the description, all that information is in the description in the Cointree link below. Below, below, below. All right, Kryptonauts. Uh, until next time, stack sats and hodl. Adios. Adios. <laughs> <laughs>